You're listening to the Quince podcast. But if one is fated to be motherless, how is one to get a mother? When Manu Gandhi lost Kasturba, her dear ba, in 1944, she was shattered. Two years ago, when she'd entered the Sevagram Ashram in Vardha, she had just lost her mother. Now again, she was alone. But there was a difference. She was no longer a girl. Now, she was a woman. I am Manvi and you're listening to the Quinn's three-part podcast series to mark Mahatma Gandhi's 150th birthday. For this series, we are bringing to you excerpts from his grandniece Manu Gandhi's diaries when she was living in Sevagram Ashram alongside Gandhi between 1943 and 1944. These diaries have been released in a book called The Diary of Manu Gandhi. This is the third and the final episode. If you like this podcast, do go back to listen to the earlier two episodes where you get an insight into life in the ashram and lessons that Manu learned when she was in jail. You can find the links for those in the show notes for this episode. By the beginning of 1944, Kasturba Gandhi was seriously ill. On 22nd February 1944, Manu writes of how Gandhi's family and closest friends were up all night, trying to accept the inevitable. Ba was on her way to meet her Ram. As Kasturba dies in Bapu's lap, Manu takes a sari with a red border and wraps Ba's body in it. The same sari she was given by Ba when she first entered the ashram. Twenty-second February, nineteen forty-four. Last night at approximately eleven thirty, Devdas Kaka, accompanied by Doctor Dinshaw Mehta, came to spend the night. I was awake when they came. How could one sleep when someone is so critically ill in the house? The night was particularly bad. If she spoke up in pain or showed other signs of disquiet, we would sing Shri Ram Bhajo Sukme Dukme or some other bhajan or the Ram Dhun. She also would speak in extremely heart-rending voice. Hey Ram, take me away. During this lifetime, I have toiled away for everyone. I cooked and fed all, but I have done nothing for you. I was engrossed in Bapuji. Hey Ram, cleanse my sins. I will commit no more sins. She would say to the one sitting by her side, How much have you cared for me? How have you served me? What more am I fated to demand of you? She kept on like this. The morning prayers were conducted late, around six o'clock. Even I had woken up for it. Devdas Kaka left after the prayers at the time of breakfast. At that time, Bapuji was noting down the daily intake of calories. Bapuji commented about the attitude of the government, pointing out the time it had taken to obtain permission for Kanu Bhai. He said, "Churchill is convinced that I am his biggest enemy. What is one to do? He believes that he would not be able to suppress and control the country if I were to be kept out of prison. But even otherwise, they will not be able to suppress the country." Once people acquire confidence, they will not forget it. I consider my work to have been over. There are certain shortcomings in me which I desire to overcome, and for this reason, I make an attempt to keep alive. This calorie counting is part of the daily practice to remain alive. Papuji got ready for his walk. 
he washed his feet and came to meet Ba. At that time, Ba was lying in my lap. Bapu said, "Can I go for my walk?" Ba said, "No." Never before had Ba declined his request to go for a walk, however poor her health might have been. She declined today, probably because this was to be her last day. Ba sat with her head in Bapu's lap as sang the Ram Dhun. Ba sat with perfectly calm but sad face with her head touching Bapu's. Bapu asked her twice or thrice if he could go and take his walk, but he did not get her consent. She spoke up, "Where shall I go, Hey Ram?" Bapu ji replied, "Where else do you have to go? Now you must go wherever Ram takes you. Go to his lap. You can go with Ram if you break the shackles of worldly attachments. Imagine if you were to go after me, I would have constantly worried you as to what would become of you. But you will go away with your head in my lap." I went to sleep at around 1 o'clock. By then Devdas Kaka had come and was reciting the Gita. Pujya Bhai was with Ba. Her condition was very fragile. Her pulse had become very slow. It was not possible to tell us to which moment Ba would leave us and go away. I came back to her at 1:30 as I could not sleep. At 2 o'clock Manu Ben Santokh Kaki Ba and Devdas Kaka and others came. She told Devdas Kaka as if to thank him. Son, you've served me so well. You came here so often. Be happy and enjoy what is in your destiny. It was as if this was her last blessings. In the afternoon, the government gave permission to take photographs. Kanu Bhai took photographs. He did not take even a single photograph of me along with Ba. I said as much to Bapu ji to which he replied, "You should have no desire for a photograph. You've served Ba for so long. Keep her image in your heart." What else there is to it? If someone does not take our photograph, can we get one taken by force? I understood and went away to prepare jaggery for Bapuji. Bapu was about to set out for a walk. Ba was in Bhai's lap. She had trouble breathing. Suddenly she spoke up. "Bapu!" Bapu was called in. He took Ba in his lap and asked, "What is happening to you?" Ba replied, "I do not know. Something is happening." Her words were tragic and sad. Her eyes seemed to roll up. Everyone began to chant the Ram Dhun Raja Ram 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 Sita Ram 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 I also rushed in Bapuji closed his eyes and placed his forehead on hers as if he was blessing her They had spent their lives together now he was seeking final forgiveness and bidding her farewell The scene was heart-wrenching and tragic Her pulse stopped and she breathed her last All the unbearable pain ceased All of us were present all her eyes had tears devdas kaka wept with his face at ba's feet he called out to her ba as if to wake her up but ba had already reached her final home she breathed her last at 7:45 pm bapuji trembled for a while but bapuji gained control over himself he comforted devdas kaka he asked us to vacate the room we removed all the belongings to the veranda He closed Ba's mouth and lay her on the cot. The mosquito net was removed from the cot. Meanwhile, Bhandari came and asked, "What is your wish regarding the cremation?" Bapuji said, "If the sons want, the body could be handed over to them, or else permit friends who are like relatives to come in. We could have the cremation here. If you cannot allow friends to come in, I do not want the relatives who are already present here to remain." Bhandari promised to consult the government over telephone and left. While I was at Sevagram, Ba had placed in my care a sari with red border which was made for her by Bapuji. I had sent for the sari when I came here. She had told me, "If there were to be search and seizure at the ashram, you have to protect the sari somehow. 
because I wish to be cremated in this sari. We wrapped the sari around her. We brought her to Bapuji's room. We placed her head in the northern direction. We had demarcated the area with lime. We placed a prison-issued bed sheet, and over that, Ba's body wrapped in the red-bordered sari, soaked in the water of the Ganga. We had kept her hair open and parted it in the center. Placed flowers around her. Her visage had never before seen peace about it. It also glowed with light. We arranged flowers and applied vermilion on her forehead. We removed her bangles and wrapped a hank of bapu spinning on each of her wrists, and also placed a hank around her neck. We placed a lot of flowers around her. She looked like Jagadamba incarnate. Since this morning, she had been saying, "Let me sleep." She met eternal sleep with ease. Much ease and peace, just as we go to sleep every day. I placed incense around her. Gradually, one by one, everyone came. At nine o'clock, we did our daily prayers. After which, Manu Ben sang Vaishnav Janto. We did a dhun of Raghupati Raghav and recited the Gita. There were eighteen of us who recited the Gita. Bapuji was deeply immersed in the recitation. Amongst those who recited the Gita were Radha Ben, Sushila Ben, Pyare Lal Ji. Kanu Bhai, Devdas Kaka, Jamna Das Kaka, Swami Anand, Prabhavati Ben, and I. Eventually, all of us went to sleep. Bapuji forbade me from keeping awake all night. I lay down in the bed at one o'clock. But how could I sleep? These days, I have not been able to sleep much. But how was I to sleep tonight? Hitherto, I was preoccupied, which allowed me to do my tasks with courage. My mother passed away when I was twelve. And again, at fifteen, I had someone I could call Ba. But if one is fated to be motherless, how is one to get a mother? Yesterday, that is on the twenty-first, it is eleven months since I came here. Ba is gone. Many wrote to me that I am very fortunate. But if I were really fortunate, why would Ba go away? I could not be of service to her even for twelve months. Moti Ba. I would weep even if you were to say a few words to me. This caused you a lot of pain. I have committed many mistakes, some I know of, and of others I'm unaware. Would you please forgive me? My nature is such that tears flow even at a few words said to me. Please do not take this to heart. You've reached the house of God, leaving us children behind. No amount of gratitude can express how grateful I am to God for giving me this opportunity to be of little service to you. At three o'clock, Sushila Ben drew close to me to her as affectionately as Yukti Ben does. She embraced me. I wept. She explained to me that our tears cause pain to Ba's soul. The soul cannot decide on its onward journey. When we weep, the soul is drawn towards us. The soul cannot decide whether to come to us or to go on the onward journey. The soul's destination is someplace else. For this reason, we should not weep. This consoled me, but images and memories came flooding in. How very tragic was my mother's death! The images came back. Around six months after Kasturba Gandhi's death, we see a different Manu in her diary. No more rambling entries. Manu's words now radiate a quiet confidence. Of her place in the ashram and by Gandhi's side. In this entry from 22nd October 1944, Manu writes of an internal meeting that Bapu called in the Sevagram ashram. 
Here, for the first time, we see a mention of Bapu's infamous experiments to achieve yajna, where Manu would be a consenting adult partner. Twenty-second October, nineteen forty-four. Today is twenty-second, Modi Ba's death anniversary. I woke up for the prayers. The Gita was recited in the prayer. After the recitation, I went for a walk. After which, I cleaned the house and bathed. I went to the dispensary at nine and returned at eleven thirty. Bathed again and went to Kaki Ba and helped her make rotis. Santok Kakiba is here these days. After lunch, I looked at the post. There were letters from Bhai and Umia Ben. Umia Ben wrote to Bapu, "You will have to take the case in your hands because you have become my mother. You are bound by a promise. If I had known, I would not have allowed such a thing to happen to me. I would have been like Vinod, but I did so because of the fear of being shamed in public and to protect the honor of my parents. I gave this letter to Bapu." There was a letter from Faiba as well, which I gave to Bapu. Bapu laughed when he read Umia Ben's letter. When I went to fan him in the afternoon, he gave me a letter for Umia Ben. Umia, why do you scold? Did I not give a good husband to you? If you don't like him, I can arrange for a divorce. Life has both highs and lows that form us. If you feel defeated, the shame would be mine. You would cause pain to Jaman Lalji and shame Jaisuklal. Why are you being cowardly? I consider you to be very brave. Let the fruits of the new year be with both of you. Babu gave me the letter. He also said that there was a meeting at nine o'clock that evening. I spent the rest of the day studying and reading newspapers. I spun from four thirty to five thirty. During the evening walk, Babu made Sita his tick. He looked for me, but I was struggling at the back. It appears that Babu had resumed the practice of leaning on us during walks. Meeting at nine o'clock. Vasumati Ben, Jora Ben, Shakri Masi, Dudi Ben, Kanchan Ben, Durga Masi, and I, among other women, participated. Almost all the women were present. Bapu said to the women, "Today, I wish to speak to you about three matters. First, regarding my experiments. The experiments that I wish to conduct are correct from my point of view. I had long talks with Devdas and Kishore Lal. The family is pained by it." Hence, for the time being, I have given up on the idea. Second, about attire. Manu has made this attire on her own. This attire is very good for those who have to work. This is the best. Gujarati attire is the worst, especially for doing any work. Yes, the Rani Puraj women have an attire of their own, but none among you would wear those clothes. Meera Ben did not adopt that attire, but finally she has adopted Punjabi clothes. That attire is the best and covers the full body. Third, it is about what happened yesterday. All of you are aware of it. I saw the two girls day before yesterday. Compared to today, they were cleaner and neater. Their hair was combed. They were also trimmed. I smiled to myself that though late, someone has awakened. I asked the girl happily, "Who cleaned your hair?" She hesitated. I joked with her and asked her again. She said, "Prabhakar Bhai cleaned them." I was angry from head to toe. What no one is willing to do, Prabhakar does. Prabhakar is really an ornament of the ashram. He does any task given to him diligently. But I was pained. There are so many women, and no one looked in their direction. This is really painful. 
it is a matter of great wonder that those who have lived with me for so long would not comprehend such an insignificant matter. Your contribution should be large. However, I had believed that the ashram would not survive the struggle, but all of you sustained it and came together in moments of crisis, and yet you also fought a great deal amongst you. This too I know, but I am content that you have sustained the ashram. Do I any more have the strength to carry buckets? I desire to live up to 125 years, but that's arrogance. Each of the women here have an art, but we have failed to raise Sevagram higher. I have said that if you raise Sevagram higher, the seven lakh villages of India can easily be uplifted. I have said what I had to. You let me know of your decision. The meeting lasted till 10 p.m. As 1944 closes, India's freedom struggle reaches its peak. Independence is on the horizon. Though when it will come, it will be a divided freedom. However, in 1944, Mahatma Gandhi is unaware of this and is preparing for a fast, as this diary entry from 4th December shows. Manu is no longer treated as a wide-eyed child. She is the stick on which Gandhi leans, literally and politically. 25th October 1944 This morning I had a talk with Bapu Bapu said you need not worry is it possible to put filters on the mouths of the entire village There was a meeting from 4 to 5 Bapu said you should allow me to go away to Bajajwadi or you should all join some activity otherwise you should set me free because the ashram is heavily burdened I can accommodate my guests in the Bajajwadi That entire place is empty and available to me. My secretarial staff and I can live there. Kishore Lal Bhai said, "Even if you were to move there, another ashram will come up there. And who would you ask then to leave? The same thing has happened here. Initially, there were only five persons, and now we are so many." Then Bapu said, "It is likely that another fast will come upon me, assuming that I survive, that I would travel through all of India. Even if I do not fast, I have the strong urge." to go to calcutta if the government prohibits that i would go to jail i wish to stay in on one region for 3 months or at least 2 months i can live in four to six places in 12 months and mingle amongst people when we leave manu india is on the cusp of freedom manu too has found her feet but history will remember her most strongly through a photograph wearing glasses her hair in a bun assisting gandhi as he walked into a prayer meeting on 30th january 1948 and finally gandhi's last shield before nathuram godse shot him but through her diaries we see another manu a witty and insightful chronicler of history If you like listening to this podcast and would like to keep listening to more, do subscribe to the Quince channel on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify and other platforms that we're live on right now. For more podcasts, you can also log on to the Quince website and check out our podcast section. For any feedback, drop an email to podcast@thequint.com.